Perik Bey's Mishnevav. A person who wants to make his field into several rows of different minim, of different seeds. He wants to plant one row wheat, then he wants to plant one row barley. So what is the distance that he has to put between each row in order to make sure there's no kalayim? Says the Mishnah, B'shamei, say, shel like the width of of three furrows that they would make to open up the ground. They would plow and they would use the plow to open up the earth to make it, you know, to make it plantable, whatever they were doing there. So the width between each row has to be the measurement of these three rows they would make for planting. The width of the yoke of the Sharoni. What does that mean? The width of a yoke of the ox when it's plowing in Sharon. Sharon is the low part of Eretz Yisrael. Verachov, it's wider from when a ox goes on a mountain with a yoke. Because when he's on the mountain, it's very, very narrow. In the valley, lower down, it's, it's, it's wider. So the width of the ox plowing in the low part of Eretz Yisrael, that'd be the width you have to have between each row. The words of Basil are very close to the words of Beshameh, because the measurements are very similar. The measurements of Beshameh, which is the three rows of Pasiach, three rows of how you would plant, how you would be uh, making a furrow on the ground and digging up the ground, that measurement of three rows is similar to the measurement of the width of an ox uh, holding a yoke, uh, plowing in the, in the low parts of Eretz Yisrael. There's not much of a difference between these two measurements. The Sham explains that the measurement is actually two amos width by two, am- two amos length. And after you initially start that distance between the two rows, so then you could continue your, your row. And let's just say the row is, I don't know, 100 amos long. It could become narrower and narrower and narrower towards the end. And even if there's just a koshu, a minute amount between the two of them, it's okay. It's not going to be kalayim. Because we look at the beginning of the, where the row starts. And because of the beginning of the row, they're far apart from each other. Even if later on they come very, very close, it would be okay. Because someone, would, someone who looks at it would realize they have no intention to do kalayim over here. Mishnah Zion. With Mishnah Zion, we have a brief introduction. It says the kahati. The iser of clay zom of kalayim in a field on a Torah level is only when you plant these various seeds, meaning in one shot. You're doing it, you know, in one shot, and you're planting all together. That's Kalayim. But that is not forbidden on the Torah level. It's just Chachamah were machma, were stringent. Gam lezram, that you cannot plant seeds smuchim next to each other because of marasayin. Shloyem haroa, one who sees it is going to say, oh look, he's planting, you know, kalayim. So on the rabbinic level, we say, don't even keep them near each other. Therefore, you have to have a distance between each man, like the measurement, shayiru haminim muvdalim zamizel. One will see that, look, these seeds are separate from each other. Like we'll explain in the Mishnah. And the Rambam writes, one of these words said that you need a harchak, you need a distance when you're planting in your own field. However, if your field is planted with wheat, it's permitted for your friend to plant right next to it barley. Because what does the Pasuk say? Don't plant in your field, Kalayim. The is only if you plant in your field, Kalayim. Because it says, Basically, the prohibition, the prohibition is 
when you plant in your field, Sadra, your field. But if you're planting in your field and your friend's planting in his field, you can be very close to each other. There's no Kalayim. Because the prohibition was mentioned when you do it in your own field, not when you're just, com- you know, your field is near your friend's field. And we'll see how this plays out in the Mishnah. So this is going to discuss now that if there's some kind of hacker, some kind of symbol, it calls you something small. The two minim are not kalayim. It's permitted, even your own field, to plant them next to each other. Because since people can recognize that they're separate minim, so there's no concern of marasayan. And the chum were not goes there. So let's go through the Mishnah. We'll see exactly how this introduction plays out in all the examples. Says the Mishnah. The person has in his field an area, say there's a square area of barley, and then a triangle area of wheat, for example. And the triangle area of wheat, the tip of the triangle, it's nichnas, either it touches the wall of the area of barley, or it even enters into the wall area of barley. Imagine you draw a square on the blackboard and a triangle right next to it, and the tip of the triangle is either touching the wall of the square or even entering into it. So here you have, you know, one min, the, the wheat, entering into the other min, the barley. Says the Mishnah Mutter, that's not a problem of Kalayim. Why? It appears that the tip of the triangle is like the end of your wheat field. It's recognizable. The field's not planted Kalayim. It's like there's two different fields going on over here. And therefore, it would be okay. Um, another case. What about Shalochitim? If you have your field that's planted with wheat. And your friend's field that's planted near your field is planted with something else. Mutter lis mochlo is permitted to plant near your friend. May also come in from the same min. Every friend's field, for example. If your friend's field is planted with barley and your field is planted with wheat, you could plant barley near your very own wheat. Because why? Because it's next to your friend's field. And as it's viewed, you have wheat in your field. Your friend has barley in his field. When you plant barley right next to your wheat, that barley is connecting to your friend's field. People who look at it don't see that you're planting kalayim, quote-unquote. Rather, they see that your friend's barley field is extended to be a little bit longer. And therefore, that would be okay as well. So again, you have your wheat in the middle of your field. Your friend's field next door has barley in it. And then between the barley of your friend's field and the open space in your field and the wheat, you plant barley now. So when you look at your field, you've got wheat, then barley right next to each other. Then your friend's field right next door is all barley. We just look at it as if your friend's barley field was extended and therefore you would have no problem of Kalayim. Another case, if your field is planted with wheat, and your friend's field is planted also with wheat, you can put now a furrow of flax. You can plant at the edge of your field, near your friend's field, a row of flax. A person does not normally plant a row of flax as one row. It's a very small amount. There's no real purpose to it. And therefore, it's recognizable you're not doing it for Kalayim. Or a person doesn't plant flax near Tavua, near grains, because the flax will damage the Tavua. And therefore, everyone knows that you're not planting it for Kalayim. They live there, you're planting it to check if the field is the Yaf. Is this a good field to grow flax? And therefore, there's no Kalayim. You're just testing the earth. 
Velo telem shalman acher. However, I will tell us telem shalman acher. If you want to plant a different row that would be climbed with the wheat, that taka would be forbidden to plant at the edge of your field between your wheat and your neighbor's wheat. Avilu, even if you're just looking to check the earth to see if it's good earth. Why? Because the one who's looking at it will see, oh, the tzarech is already planting it for his own, his own benefit, in order to benefit from it, and therefore this kalayim. Whereas pishta and flax is different, because flax anyway would damage the tavua, the grains, and therefore we don't have that concern. And so too, Chingam, tell him echa shal pishta, if you have one row of flax, is not permitted to plant it elabas so, so they're only at the edge of your field. Alphabet in the middle of your field, which is planted with wheat, that would be forbidden. Why? Even one row. Why? Because that would be like Maris Ayan. It wouldn't look good. It looks like you're making Kalai. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon says, Whether it's flax, whether it's any kind of min that you want to plant, it's permitted to plant it uh, at the edge of your field, near your friend's field. Tell him that one row is not a problem. He's lenient. Or some say they flip it around. Rabbi Shimon's coming to be stringent. That whether you want to plant a flax a row, whether you want to plant any kind of row, it's forbidden to plant one single row near your friend's field. Sha'af a pishtan ye sover, because even with regular flax, one who sees it will think that you're planting of your own need and not to check your field. So some say to learn this to be more stringent according to Rabbi Shimon, different uh, opinions. Rabbi Yossi, um, Rabbi Yossi says, Ah, but I want to stay even in the middle of your field. Mother, that's fine. Live the Batal Shal Pishtan. It's permitted if you want to plant one row of flax seeds in order to check the earth to see if it'll grow the flax well. Because everyone knows that the person he doesn't want to keep a row of flax just in the middle of his field. He's doing it to check the field. And therefore, Quentin Biosi would be totally okay even in the middle of your field. And there's no concern because of Mara Sion. And between all these opinions, Allah will follow like the Tanakhama.